0: Murder at 1051 Ramsdale Drive What happened to David Crowley, his wife and his daughter? If this was truly a double murder-suicide, why did investigators fail to prove David Crowley guilty? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed his wife and daughter? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed himself? Within 24 hours of finding the bodies of David Kamel and Ranya Crowley, the Apple Valley Police Department were treating the incident as a double murder-suicide. Authorities cannot prove David wrote Allahu Akbar and his wife's blood on the living room wall. Authorities cannot prove David wrote I have loved you all with all of my heart on a laptop in the kitchen. Authorities cannot prove David wrote Open the Rise, most recent version, Submit to Allah now on a notepad in his office bedroom. Authorities cannot prove the dog trapped inside the house ate David's right hand, both of Kamel's hands and their daughter's right arm, since dog feces tests were never done. Authorities did not know about a bullet that rolled out of a living room carpet until they were notified by the cleaning company two days after the bodies were found. That bullet would later be tied to Rania Crowley. Authorities did not see the bullet hole in the living room ceiling or the bullet in the attic above until they questioned David's friend a month after the bodies were found. Authorities did not find a motive to support their accusations against David Crowley. Authorities did not find David's blood on any of the bullets at the crime scene. Authorities do not know when David, Kamel, and Ronnie Crowley died. What we know for sure is that David Crowley has not been proven guilty. Good evening. Just gonna set this here so I don't crash. Um, just wanted to say a few words about the, the next podcast that we're gonna have. Uh, sorry I did not shave yet today. Um, but the next podcast will be episode number 14 and it will focus on the master bedroom and I was hoping to get some ideas from people of what we should cover since that chapter in my book is literally less than two pages so it's good that's gonna be a pretty quick chapter so I was hoping to get some ideas of what we should cover um, for the master bedroom chapter so if anybody has any ideas please let me know Um, you can drop them live in this live stream or uh, in the uh, chat room too, either either one. Or I'm sorry, in the uh, comment section, that would be great too. Hey, Derek, um, that will probably be. It won't be till the. I mean, we'll we'll release the next podcast on the first of the month. Um, so I'm not sure when we're gonna record it. Um, so it will. It'll be what? What is? I don't even know what month <laughs> It'll be March 1st. It'll come out definitely. Um, but we may do a live recording before that. So, um, Derek, if you have any ideas about what we should cover, um, I, w- I, I mean, there's really not that much, or else it's going to be a really short show. It's going to be like 20, 30 minutes maybe. Um, man. <laughs> there's really not that much in them. I mean, what is the master bedroom, right? And that's why, um, that's why there wasn't really that much for me to put into that chapter as far as just purpose of the book obviously is just to get people caught up, right? I, so I didn't want to go through every little detail, every little thing um, about the master bedroom. But I do feel like after reading that chapter, I felt like th- that maybe there was some more stuff that I could have put into that chapter. So anyways, if Derek, if you think of any anything, please let me know. We still got a little bit of time. Um, I think the only real major thing that we cover in the master bedroom is uh, Chris Peck's weed and hopefully so Sophia will be able to uh, join us on that one and she'll be able to kind of go over um the evidence of why what chris peck said about the weed could not have have happened but we're going to go thoroughly over that part aside from that um i don't know i don't really know what else to really cover i mean there's a few pieces of poop there there's what two pipes there's a bong in the bathroom There's a small pipe found, Uh, there's weed out on the counter, there's some books, the open gun safe too, I guess, I guess the open gun safe is probably, um, I think the only two things in the book is really the open gun safe and the weed that is out on the counter, that's really about it, and it's such a small amount of weed too, so, not that I would know, you know, I've never inhaled, me and Bill Clinton both share that in common, by the way. case anyone is wondering notepad and chewed pin on the floor yeah that's okay all right that's a good one yeah because there was a notepad on the floor with that pin okay all right I'll make a note of that um yeah the the little bit of dog feces what one or two pieces of dog feces which is kind of weird too um why is there dog feces there the way I guess the curtains somebody had brought up the curtains and how it looks like in the master bedroom each of the curtains kind of folded back a little bit so maybe we Maybe we talk a little bit about that, but, um, Yeah, aside from that, I really don't know. Um, we never inhale. <laughs> yeah, see? You too, Derek. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. these people. Of course, that's what you do. You know, you... you I, I also, uh, drink drink wine, and I... And I, uh, don't... And I spit it out afterwards. So, it's the same thing. <laughs> Come on, it's ridiculous. But, um... You know, I don't think David was a big pot smoker or weed smoker. I think that kind of proves it because he bought such a small amount and because um, there's no other weed found in the, in the house either And on the date that he bought it. The date that he bought it is very important. Uh, it does tie into one of the last days that the Crowley family was ever seen, all three of them were ever seen. Added no toxology, yeah, no, yeah, not in, in the tox reports either. Uh, no mushrooms, no alcohol, no weed found in the tox. So people that claim that you know, he was going crazy or whatever, no evidence of any of that. No, uh, no prescription drugs either, you know, nothing like that. I was expecting to find maybe some painkillers or something. But obviously the question that I keep going back to regarding the tox, now that, now that you brought it up, um, because the bodies were there for, you know, what the, po- the police say, the authorities say they were there for three weeks, um, would anything even show up in a talks re- report after three weeks? So that'll be another thing. To- Weird, I just got interrupted for some reason, so I'm not exactly sure well, what happened there. That was pretty odd. So hopefully everybody's back and we'll continue here, but... Uh, sorry, <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but all of a sudden, stream dropped, so that's YouTube. But, um, so we'll think about whatever else we can uh, cover here, um, I kind of feel like it would still be in your system, yeah, um, maybe I can, hopefully I can look that up, I'll have some time to look that up, there's just not enough hours in the, in the day for everything, it, there's way too much happening, um, so... I'll try to stay. I'll try to do some of that research. I always tell the uh, crew that I'm going to give them notes. I'm going to send them a bunch of bullet points of what we're going to cover this month. And I rarely ever do. I think only maybe once or twice. And they're able to, you know, pretty much just keep up. But I do hope to get Stephen Sanziri back on, too. And uh, maybe even William William Um uh, Maybe we can get him on... Um, as as well I think that would be good. Maybe because it's such a short topic because there's not that much to cover, maybe it's better to have more people to try to get as many people on the show with us as as possible. Um, maybe that's the direction that we take. But yeah, um yeah, I think you're right on that. I seen if I missed anything uh Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what else we can we can uh, cover, but you know I I might just try to go through some of the um, some of the photos again, and see if there's anything that I that I missed there. We can look at the trash can in the bathroom, I guess. The the red substance in the bathroom that apparently is not blood. I don't know what it is, but it's not blood. It's not. I don't believe it's bong water or anything like that. Um, resin or res residue stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for throwing the out the ideas. I definitely need some. Because I don't really have a lot of stuff to cover um, for this next show. So, I think it's, you know, who knows? It could be a very short show. And then other times, you know, we think, I think, oh, this is going to be, you know, this show's going to take 30, 40 minutes and that's it. And it, it can go on and on for like an hour or two. But maybe if we, just by having more people on the show, maybe that'll help us um, make sure that we cover uh, as many views and as many different things as possible. As possible, but like I was saying, um, the day that David got that weed, December 19th, was the last day that anybody saw the three Crowley's to to together um, at at the school at Ranya school. That was it. Now there could have been other times, maybe we just they're, they're not mentioned in the police reports. It's not brought up. You know, never went that far, but that's pretty much, if you just look at the reports, that's the last time that all three of them were seen alive. That uh, was when they picked up Rania from school that same day that they picked up weed. So they buy the weed. I'm assuming they bought the weed. I don't know. Uh, it's not really clear, but it's clear that they bought the weed on that same day. Chris Beck doesn't notice anything strange. So, um, you know, nobody else notices strange at all at the school, but the text messages aren't strange. The emails David is sending between his lawyer aren't strange, and um, Jason Allen, they're not strange. But we're supposed to believe that in the last months, David Crowley was declining and failing and all this stuff. None of that is true, as we know, based on the facts, not our feelings. So... I don't know what else uh, what else would there be obviously the gun the gun safe um, what they did with the gun safe I know William William rail has kind of brought it up because um, we've gone back and forth about well what type of gun safe was it uh, was the gun was this a gun safe like a keypad you know you hit the third button second button fourth button was it that was it uh, for fingerprints? You know, was it like you ha- it had to be a certain person's fingerprints on it in order to open that gun safe? So stuff like that I think will be some other interesting things to cover. Um, as far as the gun safe, anything we can find out about the gun safe I think would be very helpful. We're assuming the murder weapon was in the gun safe at the time. Why is the gun safe open and dropped open? weed out, the way the bed looks, everything, you know, I uh, was just say, I assume it's printed and coded, yeah, it could be, I mean, there's also a, a key on it, too, so you can see that there is a, um, a place where you can insert some type of a of a key into it, so it could be that, too, uh, there's a couple sets of keys around the house, obviously, and, um, but, yeah, aside from that. I know one thing I missed in the, um, in the chapter about the office bedroom going back through the photos was um, the set of car keys that's in the office bedroom with the title to one of the cars which shows that they were probably going to sell one of those cars and who knows they might have been selling it to the killer or one of the killers or one of the people that wasn't in, involved in it too. It's just really weird how it's just kind of laid out in there, how the keys are just kind of laid out like that. So lots of stuff that didn't get covered in the first book, but as they say, there's always room for another. And that's another thing I'm finding out too, uh, what type of format would a second book look like. And I have a pretty good idea of what I would want to do for a second book. And we'll see. Lots of notes, lots of things to cover, but, um, the main thing with this book is just to get the basics, get the facts, stick to that, stick to, uh, to the documents and all that good stuff as much as possible here. So, those are some great ideas, Eric. Thank you. Um, you think of any others, drop them in the, in the comments. Um, and, yeah, aside from that, the way that the closet is, I don't know. Um, we know that that's where you can enter into their attic but I really want to save that part for um, for the episode that we do on 57, the basement attic and I'm sure hopefully other people will help us come at, come and think of, of something some other things that, that we can talk about um, how old was that how old is it unsafe look you know? I wish we could zoom in enough to get, like, a good model number. I've seen some that look similar. I haven't seen one where I've said, yes, that is the gun safe. That is the exact gun safe. So we'll see. Um, Maybe William Braille can help us out with some of that. Um, there's uh, There's a magazine in the gun safe as well. And then I guess the only other thing I can think of is how some things are kind of moved. You know, you see in one photo... There's keys, there's a gun holster, there's a Sharpie pin, all on the shelf underneath the gun safe. And then in other photos, it's all on the floor. So I guess anytime, I I assume that anytime anything gets moved that they would have to do that. Hey Carolina, thanks for joining. Uh, Yeah, if you think of anything, please let me know. She says, uh, things don't make sense about this case. Why would you commit a crime? And then make the house look like a stage. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and multiple rooms, stage scenes, right? I mean, it's not—we're talking about three different rooms that look like three, almost like three different crime scenes. And you have um, three notes, basically three writings in three separate rooms, none of which can really be tied to David Crowley, and none of none of them can really um, show that David Crowley is is guilty. So. It's pretty strange how staged everything is just laid out for the for the cops to come in and uh, do a quick investigation, not a thorough investigation, a thorough investigation takes time. And it's hard to tell me that you've done a thorough investigation when at the same time you have accused a United States soldier within 24 hours of finding those bodies. You've already uh, accused him of that and told the public that the public is not in any danger rolling out the possibility of other suspects. Best case scenario is that they that the, the police lied and they were looking at other suspects and they didn't want to let those other suspects know that they were looking at them. I can totally see that view, that that's why they had to come out so quickly so that um, whoever the real suspects were would kind of let their guard down um, and then the police could go up after the real suspects and look at some real suspects and it just doesn't look like that ever happened so that's pretty sad that that never happened and it never got to that point but you know we can only go by what they say and what they do and see what is real what is true and what is fake but you bring up some great points about you know I mean, if David is supposed to have snapped and everything, it just none nothing that we're seeing really, really matches that angle or that line of uh, that theory. As far as I can see, it. It sounds like you're seeing the same thing too. So I don't know how they get. How do they get to the conclusion that David is guilty so quickly? Way before the autopsy, way before the DNA results, before any of the tests have come back, the latent prints. Um, I mean, they missed two, two bullets at that point. Had to come back two separate times for it. Man, it's those type of things that I think raise a lot of questions. Stuff you're not going to find in Eric Nelson's film, obviously. You're never going to hear the Gray State team talk about that stuff. You know, or any any person that is gung ho believing that David Crowley is guilty, um, you're never gonna hear them talk about any of those things. It's just always, you know, speculation. David went crazy, stuff. So that's pretty much all that we ever hear about, right? We never hear about anything else. So, anyways. Uh, just parking here for a second. So, yeah, so I appreciate everybody joining. Um, just wanted to kind of go through that and see um, what you all thought about some of the extra issues. So let's see if I missed any comments. Uh, the bullet holes are mind-blowing. Oh, my God, all you need is four shots. Yeah, right? And so you have the uh, shot in the ceiling that they missed. You have a bullet in the carpet that they missed. Um you have a bullet that goes into the basement you have an unspent round it's all right there it's all in the in the, the the living room pretty much is the real crime scene because that's where all of the bullets are that's where all the casings are they're either in the living room they're below it in the basement or they are above it in the attic so to me that's pretty much it that's your that's your crime scene and that's all that you, you know that's all that would really need to be focused on and the fact that they missed the uh, bullet hole in the above their crime scene. It it, Actually, it would be in the crime scene because it's still in the ceiling of the living room. And then they missed a bullet that is in the carpet in the living room. Two very crucial things that that they missed there uh, in their own crime scene. So either they were planted there afterwards or... uh, this was, you know, they just completely missed them. They were invisible bullets, apparently, is what is what we have here. Uh, I was just going to see if I missed anything else. So what else do we have here? Uh, Carolina also says, why is Carolina Rod 18? Why is these? Why is there bullet holes in the floor or the roof? That makes no sense. Yeah, a, a struggle, maybe. A struggle. Uh, Derek says, do you think someone could have already been in the house in the attic kind of proves no forced entry during winter? It would be miserable up there to be up there. Maybe I mean, it doesn't look very big. If you've seen some of the photos, it's kind of it's very small. It's very uh, small crawl space is what it what it looks like. Yeah, maybe one feet, two feet, maybe maybe that. Um, so I don't know how you could live up there, but stranger things have happen i guess um let's see the footprints look staged and the laptop look staged yeah where the laptop is is just like right right there right so you have an open door in the back door and conveniently the laptop is right there well walk right in sit right down right so yeah i can totally see where you're coming from on that Um, The music was playing the only reason for that is to hide the screaming and the horrendous sounds coming from the house Which is interesting when you talk about the music was playing um, The speaker died. So how long would a Bluetooth speaker last? I don't believe it would last very very long a a couple hours if you look at even that boss speaker a minimum, you know 10 12 hours, maybe So maybe they expected the bodies to be found or maybe that you know, maybe David was playing um, something there, but you know um, the music was was would only have been on for a maximum of maybe 10 12 hours maybe maybe um, that's pretty much it and so they make it seem like david was playing certain songs there was a playlist going on but if you look at the um, the photos of the laptop in in the kitchen you can see that you know each time it's it's a different song so the playlist was still going on but the Bluetooth speaker had, had died, and so, um, you know, the music couldn't have been playing for that long, uh, let's see, Uh, just want, just want to bring to attention the incompetence of the AVP, yeah, yeah, it's hard to argue with that, Derek, (laughs) Carolina says, "I don't think he did it. The evidence doesn't prove. It looks like a staged crime, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a great stage. However, you want to look at it, you know. Either David staged the crime scene, or somebody else did." Um. Let's see. Caroline also says the question in my mind is why did David not record the last event? He did record his life and not the end. Good, good question. I think that gets brought up a lot. Um, the documentary makes it seem like David records everything, records all the stuff. But when was the last recording on that phone, on any of his phones? You would have to do two things. You'd have to look at what is on there, and then you have to do a deeper dive, a forensic digital forensic dive to see um, were there any videos or photos that were taken off. That would be a very important point too. And unfortunately, it looks like none of that. Well, I'm not going to say none of that was ever done because the police had all of that. They have all that backup. So they have all the digital files. They have all that. I'm not sure exactly what it would take to, to prove whether there were videos or photos that were taken off of there. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, if he's gonna film, if he's gonna film one thing. He's gonna film them all, and he's probably gonna sign something to let people know that he did it, not just leave it open-ended. So that doesn't make sense either. Uh, let's see. Yes, mind-blowing. So many, so much evidence doesn't add up. Derek says I don't believe someone fought David for the gun. They got the gun before him. It could be, and that it could be an ambush where David um, knew them. You know, and that's another thing. It looks like it's possible that he knew whoever was in in the house doing this. We don't know for sure. By the time the speaker died, no one was there. Yeah, it could be. So it's a quick, you know, quick thing to just. um, That would also mean that they would have all had to have died within that number of time. Right. Within like 12 hours at the very most. Uh, let's see, why would David stage a crime? That does not make sense. Definitely doesn't make sense. Slopumentary was not to show all the videos. It just picked out of con- Yeah, very out of context. Uh, I've had several people mention that when they, you know, and these are sincere people who are like, wow, that's kind of weird. You know, they, they sh- it's when they show it in, in the film that leads people to think that that cor- correlates with um, when this happened when those videos actually happen so when they're when they show the video of uh ranya of the of the daughter talking about the red man there's blood here there's blood there that's way before they they moved into that home on 1051 ramsdale drive um when they showed david's wall of all of his notepads sticky pads that's 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 like 2012 2013 you know it's it's really really early on and even when they show Kamel, and what I believe are probably some real paranormal experiences, um, you know, the, to me the date on that isn't 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 clear. I don't know if, if the date is mentioned on the documentary or not. Hopefully it, it is, because if it's not, then that's very mis- misleading about when that happened. Because they make it seem like that happened at the end of her life. I don't really think so. Um, If you look at her hair during that that time, it's very, very short, and then of course, you know, there's hair found all over the house. I can't say for sure, but the only way to be sure would be to to find out the uh, date and the time of um, when Kamel was talking about hearing voices, which did happen at 1051 Ramsey Drive and also did happen, according to Kamel's sister, also did happen at their uh, apartment before they moved into 1051 back in 2012 or 2013. So the paranormal experiences were not just, you know, all of a sudden happening at this house. We don't really know how long that stuff has, has been happening. But, again, none of that also helps prove David guilty or Kamel guilty, from what I can see. From what the evidence shows. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sloppy Mitch. Yeah, there's no, just picks and choose. Derek says, supposedly a month with Kamel's uh, rapture. Oh, a month. A month before they died, so they're, they're placing it in December or... November, something like that. That'd be curious. Uh, I'd be curious to see if there is any um, any timestamp or anything like that on any of the stuff. Um, yeah, he would leave proof? Carolina says, I was thinking maybe the brother and the father went there to deliver the gifts, and the brother was in the front of the house, father's in the back, then it will go down. That's what tells me the gift's left there. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of I think more, um, you know, either the brother... Drop, dropped them off. Didn't know, um, or was kind of, you know, made to look like. That's another way to keep him quiet, to keep the brother quiet, because he was one of the last people there uh, when, when the bodies were there too. So I don't know. I don't know about about that. It's really hard for me to, you know, and I try to keep my personal feelings and everything out of it. But man, it's hard for me to think that a brother or father would be involved in something like that. I just have a really hard time. Um, going there and so um, because I have a very very clear bias on that issue uh, let's see the gifts left on the store just raise a lot of questions yeah it does it really does the $14,000 check when the police know that there's a $14,000 check there and at the same time they're trying to say that David and Camille were running out of money <laughs> these cops don't make that much so they definitely know better Just with the $14,000 check, not including the bank records, which show they pay their bills on time, they had money, all that good stuff. So, um, let's see, let's see, how do you leave parents at the doorstep and not knock on the door, window's strange. Yeah, um, there was, there was something going on between, between the family between the brothers and the father they just weren't really that close but I don't believe there was any like major issue either as far as what, what I can see um you know you have in the police reports to David's dad even said uh there was at the at kamel's fifth birthday party in in august um the day he david's dad says that david said that he loved him and um you know he basically found that strange just kind of strange I don't i tell my dad i love him all all the time, but again, that's me, it's not this family, this family is just not close the way that my family was, so, um, you know, I have to, I always have to remember that um, at the same time, and the same with the brother, it's like, there's supposed to be this big, according to the Grace 18, there's this big issue between David and his brother, competition, blah, 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 but, you know, uh, David's brother is the first one that gets David's new cell phone number, so, I don't know very strange people. Um, I'm going to head off here. If you have any other thoughts, any other comments about what we should include in the next podcast, the master bedroom episode 14, we will come out with that on May 1st, probably do a live recording as we always do. Uh, so make sure you join us for both of those. God bless you all. Have a great day. Murder at 1051 Ramsdale Drive. What happened to David Crowley, his wife and his daughter? If this was truly a double murder-suicide, why did investigators fail to prove David Crowley guilty? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed his wife and daughter? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed himself? Within 24 hours of finding the bodies of David Kamel and Ranya Crowley, the Apple Valley Police Department were treating the incident as a double murder-suicide. Authorities cannot prove David wrote Allahu Akbar and his wife's blood on the living room wall. Authorities cannot prove David wrote I have loved you all with all of my heart on a laptop in the kitchen. Authorities cannot prove David wrote, open the rise, most recent version, submit to Allah now, on a notepad in his office bedroom. Authorities cannot prove the dog trapped inside the house ate David's right hand, both of Kamel's hands, and their daughter's right arm, since dog feces tests were never done. Authorities did not know about a bullet that rolled out of a living room carpet until they were notified by the cleaning company two days after the bodies were found. That bullet would later be tied to Rania Crowley. Authorities did not see the bullet hole in the living room ceiling or the bullet in the attic above until they questioned David's friend a month after the bodies were found. Authorities did not find a motive to support their accusations against David Crowley. Authorities did not find David's blood on any of the bullets at the crime scene. Authorities do not know when David, Kamel, and Rania Crowley died. What we know for sure is that David Crowley has not been proven guilty. simple truth it really is this simple either you believe David Crowley is innocent or you believe he is guilty if you believe David Crowley is guilty you are wrong if you believe David Crowley is innocent you are right it really is that simple a United States Army veteran is dead his wife and his five-year-old daughter are dead A thorough investigation would only conclude with authorities admitting they lacked evidence to support their accusations. If authorities were to admit the case remains unsolved, they would also have to admit that the public may still be in danger. I am not able to solve this case. My interest is in forcing authorities to admit David Crowley is innocent. The reason they refuse to talk about this case is not because they are confident of David's guilt. They lack confidence in their allegations. Their department wishes to move on, but they are only lying to themselves. They must know the simple truth, and they need to publicly admit this. Their credibility depends on it now. The unspoken truth is that David is innocent until proven guilty. Why are authorities running from the simple truth? How long do they think they can run for? You cannot run from God. You cannot run from your nightmares, and you cannot run from the facts. Why would anyone want to? What could possibly motivate someone to try? If you cannot prove David Crowley guilty, then he remains innocent. It's as simple as that. So the resistance we face is disgusting. If David was guilty, the evidence would be right in our faces. If David was guilty, resistance to our questions would not exist. If David was guilty, facts would be evident. There are no facts to prove David guilty. There are only facts which prove David innocent, hence the resistance to getting justice for David Crowley and family. Who cares? Do the people who closed this case and decided to not speak about it ever again really care? Do the friends who accused David Crowley of being guilty days after his body was found really care? Perhaps they only care about spreading the accusations of David's guilt instead of researching the facts of this case. They don't seem to care about the facts which prove David innocent. Truth is a simple thing. Justice does not die. Facts prove David is innocent.